They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that's never had a family member abducted. But if we did, we sure hope Angelina Jolie would star in the movie. This is Hysteria 51. I checked and they said they wouldn't actually pay ransom for you. So here we are. I believe that. I, I, I believe what he said, um, unfortunately. <laughs> Keep him. <laughs> we are broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. If anybody wants to buy a robot, I know where you can get one for cheap. Anyway, my name is John Goforth, and alongside to help guide this investigation are the melodious musings of Mr. Brent Hand. Thanks, John. And uh, going back to what you said. Red alert, red alert, cheese muffins. Red alert. What is it now, Kyle? The dilithium crystals are, are, are unstable. I'm giving her all she's got. I really thought we had nipped this one in the bud. Oh well, you boys have fun. I have Golden Girls reruns to watch. Don't even think about moving. You made him fix it. Ugh, fine. We're probably going to need to reset his positronic pathways by overloading his neural filaments with more energy than his system can generally handle. So what? I mean, do we need to hit him with a bolt of lightning or something? And oh, by the way, make sure you fix it. I fix him on a lot of different levels that I'm giving her all she's got. That's not even Star Trek The Next Generation. Nah, a couple nine volts and some speaker wire should do the trick. Just need access to his positronic brain. Just open up that ventral access panel. Wait, what? Do you mean the coffee filter? I mean, if you want to get all technical about it, <laughs> I prefer not to talk down to the meat sacks, but if that's your thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, I seem to have everything in place here. Hold on. Just need to complete this circuit and... Query. Why was my ventral access port tampered with? I'm not quite feeling myself. My neural pathways seem to be experiencing a sensation best described by humans as tingling. Hmm, fascinating. Does anyone have access to any baked goods containing coagulated milk proteins? <laughs> I'm not certain that's what we're going for, but it might be an improvement? I, Question mark? Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, John, I, I'm going to forget that any of this happened and get back to my original point, <laughs> because that's how we do. Uh, in the opening, you mentioned Angelina Jolie, since she played the mother of Walter Collins in the movie Changeling, which is a really crazy name that I didn't even realize had anything to do with the Walter Collins. I figured it had something to do with our alien uh, lizard overlords. Uh, but that was Hollywood's. It's <laughs> a good point. Take, yeah, that was Hollywood's take on the story. My question for you, what's your favorite Angelina Jolie movie? Oh, you know, it. That's a good question. She's been in some good ones. Um, a lot of good ones. I would probably... Okay. All right. So I'm going to... Uh, let me give you a couple. Let me give you a couple like um, uh, honorable mentions and then give you my favorite. Okay. Honorable mention number one. I recently watched it and um, it's a much better movie than I remembered it being, but it's also worse in a lot of ways. Uh, Alexander. 
So it was ah. Oliver Stone, Alexander the Great biopic. Yeah. Colin Farrell, much better than I, I remember. Lots I of boobies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there were some of those. She R- played R- his mother in that, and they're like the same age. Yeah, yeah, they are. You know, uh, Rosario that. Dawson's. Uh, um, Speaking um, of boobies, yeah, she was that. She was uh, uh, Alexander's first wife. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie itself, like, what a like smoke show. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, what an attractive cast all the way around. Well, except for uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, who plays Ptolemy uh, later you, in life? You mean you don't want the hop up in you? Come on now. <laughs> the the movie I thought I actually thought was really good. It, it, it's pretty historically accurate from what I have read and what I know. Um, I, I I thought my biggest problem with it, honestly, is all is Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone's got this weird. Uh, I I think I've talked about it on the show. I he's got this weird um, cinematography thing where like. He slows things down and puts a weird filter on them, and it just looks like bad '80s action. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. You have to see it to know what I'm talking about. But it's like if you go watch the movie Alexander, and to the left, when he's like Back. riding his horse directly at the camera, about to attack yeah, somebody, yeah, 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 yeah. and it takes like five minutes for him for the you know the the horse to go three feet. Like there's this weird effect that Oliver Stone uses incessantly, especially in this movie, that I don't like. I don't. I just don't. I don't dig it. Uh, as good of a mo- filmmaker as he is, I mean, he's forgotten more about filmmaking than I would ever know. But right. I, it's just his style. You happen to not be a right a huge. But that aside, that movie was actually much better than I remembered it being. Um. So I'll, I. But not my favorite. Uh, close to my favorite. Wanted. I really enjoyed that flick. Um. I thought it was a really cool. I read the book too. The really cool spin on uh, in the sci-fi. Uh, did you see Wanted? Uh, no, it didn't star Tom Mix, so I wasn't into it. Western movie star Tom Mix. I'm a big fan. <laughs> it's, uh, it's foreshadowing it, there. Uh, this dude is is um, he like he li- works like a normal office job and it's the find, the it's off the co- yeah where he, he finds out he's the son of a, like a of a professional assassin and who has they have like who doesn't know that guy. <laughs> Every and time like I'm magical. out with all my bounty hunter buddies, we're talking about a, one of our buddies just found out his dad was an assassin. <laughs> Happens all the know, time. The timber wolf gets all uppity and we got to feed it. It's crazy. Tale as old as time. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, they find out, uh, they, you know, so he becomes an assassin. He can bend bullets and all that. Um, good, great movie. But my favorite Angelina Jolie movie has to be Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I really, really liked that movie. Okay, it was fun. Um, I'm not. I, I have never seen Alexander. I I've never. I don't. I don't know anything about it other than there was a lot of boobies and I don't remember that. <laughs> um, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith was fun. It wasn't my type of movie. Uh, so you know, and wanted actually. I, I want to see. I just haven't. And you I like enjoy, James knowing knowing your kind of style and taste. I think you'd like it. The one that I'm going to give my favorite has not held up well, at all. It's a period piece, and it is a heavy period piece, but I still have this deep-in-my-heart love for it. Hackers. <laughs> Hack the planet! Hack the... I mean, it is just such a cliched 90s, everything has a visual interface. It's not, you know, the fakest of fake hacking, if there ever was hacking, you know? Yeah. And it's so stylized, and I love it. I just love it. It's everything wrong about how they would try to visually describe the computers and the internet in the 90s encapsulated yeah. into one film. Right. 
We talked about freaking when we were talking about who in, invaded the airwaves here with the the intrusion of, of Max Hedrum. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The one guy was freaker or freaker, whatever. Anyway, he was into, you know, stealing crap from the phones and doing stuff like that. And, you know, a forgotten art that no longer works. But, you know, it's interesting how much of a period piece that was that kids today would watch and be like, I don't even understand what's going on here. <laughs> you were saying period piece. I'm like, was she in Pride and Prejudice? I always just think of like, you know, the 19th century. I know, isn't century. that funny? <laughs> well, it's only been 30 years ago, John. No, you're right. Uh, listen, I, I, you're right. I'm, I'm the wrong one here. I just. Uh, isn't that funny? It's funny to say like it's a, it's like Marty McFly going back in time. <laughs> The, to 1955, um, isn't it? What you know? What's also uh, funny uh, is that we, we we both love video games. We, uh, we neither of us even mentioned Tomb Raider. I, yeah, she yeah. might be most well known for that. I mean, might be. Yeah, it, I guess it depends on who you ask. But that or banging Brad Pitt, one or the other. I don't know. Wasn't she also the? Uh, didn't she have that crazy Billy Bob Thornton thing going where they're like drinking? Yeah, he wore blood, blood in his capsule around his. Oh, neck was that or it? Yeah. Like that. Um, she has had a distinguished and varied career. Uh, that's for sure. We also, we also didn't mention, um, uh, uh, upcoming, uh, obviously this wouldn't be one of our favorites, but, uh, doesn't she have a, she has a pretty decent sized role in the, in the new, um, uh, phase of Marvel in the Eternals. Oh, does she? I have no yeah. idea. She, yeah. She plays Tina, uh, which is, I think supposed to be a decent sized role. I'm, I haven't obviously I haven't seen it. But. Yeah, I know nothing about it. So I'm not a big uh, her fan. Yeah, oh, man, she kind of went off the fucking weird end to me, and you know I don't know. She's one of those kooky celebrities. Yeah, like that's I expect for sure. her to like, have like I don't know, like that little boy <laughs> lighting off fireworks in the background while you're hanging out with her. And you're like, why is this happening? Like I don't understand. <laughs> <sighs> Anyway. Although I, I will say if you knew me in my 20s, you probably wouldn't want to know me at 40 either. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we all grow. <laughs> we Especially when we're excited. <laughs> okay. All right. Speaking of Angelina Jolie. Anyway, we've got a disappearance this week. It's true crime week on H51. It sort of is. Yeah. I mean, this it, is it a- is an unsolved, terrible. Let me let me say this before we start. All right. This is broke up into the first, the second, the third segment. Every one of these could be their own story. 100%. Could be an all, all each, an, an entire episode. Right. And there's going to be a lot to unpack this week. We're going to get through it as fast as we can. We're not going to hit every single piece. We're going to give you as much as we can. It is a doozy, and it's a sad one. The only other thing I would add to that, Brent, is it, while it is a sad one, you know, we, we, we tend to talk about how we don't do a ton of true crime here. We, we do it when it's interesting and unsolved or potentially unsolved. Yeah. Or when, just when like, it, yeah there's a lot yeah. more mystery behind it. You know, uh, we, right. we don't want to do any more Jeffrey Dahmer episodes. Uh, right. But, but this is this is this is this is intriguing. Yeah. So give us some background and tell us about the disappearance of Walter Collins. So it, it, the story starts with a little nine year old boy named Walter Collins. On March 10th, 1928, he left the house to go see a movie, and he disappeared. Yeah. Um, so his mother, Christine Collins, who to, to you know, like tie it all together, we're talking about Angelina Jolie. That's who Angelina Jolie plays in the movie Changeling. Now, we're not going to talk about the movie the whole time, but the, the point is, that's where all that came from. Anyway, uh, so his mother, Christine Collins, she was a single mother. Well, the dad was in jail, so 
you know, well, basically single. Um, she was a telephone operator. That was her job. And um, so she had to work a lot and, and she had to teach Walter to fend for himself. And he was known to be mature for his age. So, so she gave him some, some latitude. My buddy's kid is nine. And I was just thinking about this as I was doing all the, the research, you know, nine's a weird age. There are some nine-year-olds that are very mature. There are some nine-year-olds that are still not mature. Right. Um, and this was a, a very different world they were living in than the one we're in right now. Very different. Um, although, as we'll come to find out, not as different as you. Yeah, unfortunately. Know. Yeah. But like we were saying, he is he was known to be mature. So she she gave him that latitude and and she let him do things like, you know, run to the neighborhood store uh, for her and, you know, pick up a few things or go to the movies. Huff gas and play blindfolded Russian roulette with Serbian gangsters. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I am hearing that we can't confirm that last one. Uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't find it uh, in my research either. But you know what? I didn't find anything that said it didn't happen. So we're going to have to parking lot that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll circle back later. See, but anyway, on the day in question, he did go to the movie. He March 10th, 1928, Walter left the house with a dime from his mom and he was going to go see the picture show and he never came home. Yeah. And that's got to be a fucking gut punch. Oh, gosh, especially when you were the one who said, yeah, sure. We're coming up to our first point of contention a little bit. So Christine finds her son doesn't come home. So she goes to the police to report her son missing eventually. Now, depending on where you looked at it, sometimes they said it was like she went right away or up to five days later. And people go, what the fuck? Um, But before we get into that interaction, let's see the, the, the cultural scene, the mood. L.A. was sort of reeling from a horrible case that had just happened three months earlier, right? Yeah, there was a um, a 12-year-old girl named Marion Parker who had been kidnapped for ransom. So obviously it was, it was known that she was kidnapped. Uh, she didn't just disappear. Uh, uh, the psychopath's name was William the Fox Hickman. That's what happens when you give your kid the middle name the Fox. No, you're a fucking that's that was his nickname. Why am I why am I explaining this to him? I mean, this is your fault, Brent. You acknowledged him. <laughs> Um, real quick though, this is a time when we hadn't serial killers and things like this weren't in the cultural. Right, we were we were uh, still innocent. Identity. Right, and so you you said L.A. was reeling from three months earlier. Well, shit, how many of those have happened today in L.A.? Right, right, yeah, it it, it was a different time. <laughs> right, like this story is one of the few times when you can go. It was a different time, and it actually fits. Yeah, that's true. And you're not just making an excuse. Right. That it it certainly was. So sick fuck Hickman's ends up shoving the little girl's dismembered body from his car just before being captured. So that's on the minds of everyone in L.A. And why we hear that and think that's horrible, gruesome. uh, It's like we were just saying, think of it in the 1920s. It was fucking shocking. Certainly surprised the hell out of me. No, you weren't. Never mind. Anyway, the other thing to note about Los Angeles at the time was how corrupt the police force was. And you might be surprised because since then, LAPD has had a sterling reputation. (laughs) But at that time, their public reputation wasn't exactly quite as sterling. Yeah, yeah. And and so let's get into her reporting Walter missing. We're not going to spend much time on the was it the same day or five days later. Mostly because I, uh, in the it doesn't research, really impact the story. It doesn't impact the story, and you really can't find. There's just a couple places to say it was five days later, and it doesn't ring true with all the other accounts because all the other accounts have her going in and saying he's missing, 
and um and they're like yeah he's not really missing yet it hasn't even been 24 hours right right, right. like how, which isn't how does, even a true thing you don't have to wait 24 hours right. that is a movie trope if someone's missing you go to the police right away well, and and you certainly don't have to wait 24 hours or never did when it was a child right no yeah, right no, like not with but that ever, doesn't no. so whatever that is that doesn't jibe with five days right. later For, so regardless moving it's, on it's, yeah, it's, it's it immaterial matter. to the rest of the case so whenever um uh he was reported missing um, the cops knew they had to put up a good public face because of the case that we just told you about, Marion Parker. We do know from reports later that they weren't taking Christine all that seriously. Yeah, you know, he had just run away. Boys will be boys. That, Which that, is that such kind a of fucking... It's such a shtick that it has to happen. And I don't understand why. Is it laziness? Is it that that's really what happens so often? I think some of it must be... Um, uh, the boy who cried wolf, meaning they're, uh, they get enough reports of crazy mothers who like the kid was in the den the whole time. Right. You know, Falcon they, was in the balloon. No, not quite. <laughs> Remember that a few years ago when they said the boy was in the balloon. Oh, the balloon. Oh God. Yeah. That's what and happens like, when you name a boy Falcon. We're See, watching, we're watching this balloon float for half a day and they're like, Mommy Oh yeah. His daddy told me to hide up here and not tell anyone. Oh, thanks. Falcon. Uh, that, yeah. Falcon watch. But he wasn't yeah, in there, know. right? No, he was, he was, I, they had did it all as a publicity stunt. Yeah. Place. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this was not a publicity stunt and, uh, but they weren't taking him seriously. They, they had to put on a good public face. Um, so they pursued leads and there were a lot of them. He was right. allegedly spotted as far North as San Francisco and Oakland. One reported, uh, sighting was at a Glendale gas station in the backseat of a car wrapped in newspaper with only his head showing. Yeah. Just dead and places and live in places and walking down the street and panhandling and just everywhere. There's a little boy, nine year old. They see it. They're like, that's that kid because yep. that's where the, they did take the spreading the word seriously. And so, uh, it, it started a little bit of, of a pandemonium and they well, didn't, the, news, they, the newspapers helped with that, obviously. Right. Well, and then at the same time, the police, they did, uh, dredge and drag the Lincoln park Lake and launched a nationwide campaign to find Walter. And that's an important part of this story. They even got one tip from a neighbor, uh, Mrs. A Baker. She said she saw Walter in a car begging to be released in the company of two foreign-looking people. Now, John, do you have a report on foreign-looking people? Yeah, in those days, uh, they looked like they were from Sacramento. That's <laughs> what uh, foreign meant. I, well, I always just love... One was wearing a babushka, and the other had that <laughs> Russian hat on, <laughs> and a bottle of vodka. Very foreign-looking. <laughs> you know, and by the way, I, obviously this quote lacks context. Uh, we, we didn't, we didn't actually hear Mrs. A Baker say this. She was not but doesn't the quote beg quote. the question. Why the fuck didn't you do anything about it? If the, if the, if the quote is the kid was begging to be released, <laughs> do you, you just took note of that for, in case anyone uh, asked later adults, you stop resisting little boy. Don't Children are meant to be seen belt. and not heard. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just these foreign types. What it was the fucking guys from coming to America? <laughs> you know, like I'm just so confused. That just must. That must be how it is in their country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, there, there is another big theory though, and this one comes from of all places the father. Now remember the dad's in prison, and reason yeah he robs some people so you know he's an upstanding guy well he's got this idea see he believed that former inmates out for revenge against him may have kidnapped his son 
And there were no witnesses and no proof that it occurred, but he worked in the prison and was in control of reporting on other inmates. So surprise, spoiler alert, I don't know if you know this or not, they don't like that. It tends to be frowned upon. But do they kidnap your kid or just rape and or shank you in the shower? That's a solid question. And I think one <laughs> that the uh, the police at the time took to heart because uh, they did not put much into that. They didn't. No, believe. no. It, it almost re- when you when, when you read various accounts of the story, he po- the, the father pops in almost like, but wait, something's going on. I could get, attach myself to this one. All right. Yeah, they they probably uh, they probably wanted old Walter because of me. Right. That's what right. Happened. Right. Yo, you let me I, and, out, and I could probably again, find him. Again, we're we're reading third-hand information from eighty years ago, but uh, well, more than eighty years ago. Oh, eighty, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, almost a hundred. A <laughs> hundred, yeah. Uh, so, so obviously, it's out of context, but it, it's just how it felt to me the, the way the story pans out. Right. So, anyway, where we're at, we got lots of leads, no action uh, as far as really finding him. Walter is missing, and time is going by, and 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 it keeps going by. Yeah, and then. Five months later, yeah, five long months later, they get a big break in the case. Now, remember how we said that the police had made a nationwide effort to find him? That was a big thing in this. Well, in August of the same year, in a far-off land of DeKalb, Illinois. Not was, far from the lower fourth here. Yeah, there was a boy bearing a striking resemblance to the missing uh, Los Angeles boy, and he turned himself into authorities, saying he was the missing Collins. Old Walter had made his way all the way from California to Illinois, and then he's like, "I'm ready to go home." Hot damn, John! What luck! Yeah, yeah, and 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 there's a that's all. Uh, the- there, there, the, the, this part of the story also has disparate reporting. Some say that uh, police picked the boy up and said, "What's your name?" And he gave a different name at first, and then said Walter Collins. Other people say that that uh, he turned himself into police saying that he was Walter Collins and he was tired of, right. you know, run, running away from home. Um, again, immaterial, I suppose, to the outcome of the story, but but just know that there are different accounts of that. Well, you know, you're a kid. You got a little bit of wanderlust. You, you ride the rails with the hobos, learning the trade, living off the kindness of strangers and, and you know, the dead bodies of other bows that are still on the rails. And then eventually you get bored with it and you, you go to the closest police station and you tie things up, right? You hang. Well, what happened was he was, he was wandering farmstead to farmstead and he just kept coming across the, um, uh, the, the, the hobo language. Yeah. The, the perimeter. And he kept coming across these fences that said no food here. And, you know, and which is like chicken scratch line X, Arrow or whatever. Uh, plus the hell plus a horse head. Plus a horse head. <laughs> right. Uh, and if you guys think we're joking, there's literally hobos back in the day had their own like uh, shorthand for get like food you can here, get a free meal here. here. Yeah. 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 That was the, the joke. Kicker. Here's the what fucking thing one. that blows my mind. Christine is elated. She's she's fucking super happy. Then they go, yeah, we'll get your son for you. It's gonna talk. It's gonna cost you about seventy bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Which hold on, let me let me let me run the math. That's roughly uh, fifteen thousand uh, dollars in today's money. I, I did that in my head, by the way. She pays fifteen grand, uh, seventy dollars, which was uh, the gross national product of Zimbabwe at the time. Probably, <laughs> she pays that to get Walter shipped back to her. And yep. that's where we're in the story. So, boom, we're coming up after the break. We got reunion, but. Spoiler alert, and I hope I'm not telling any tales out of school. I don't think it's going to be the reunion that Christine was hoping for. And after that, the case takes a really wild turn. 
that's coming a wilder up. turn. Uh, yeah, after the break on Hysteria 51. Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone, they're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer, so it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. So the police come back with Walter and he's a 46 year old refugee. Uh, no, that's not true, but it would have surprised me <laughs> with the way this. <laughs> so. No, I swear he's your son. I listen. We know he's got a beard and looks to be older than you. But uh, well, that bear with us here. That wouldn't surprise me because this part blows my fucking mind. And, and of course, what happened next depends on where you read, as with any case. But here's the version we believe has been reported the most re- by reliable sources. Exactly. Publications like the Weekly World News, Any Angel Fire website, and War History Online. That's my favorite. <laughs> no, no. See, about more like the LA Times articles and 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 stuff from colleges and and intelligentsia. Right, anyway, right. anyway, the report goes much like it was portrayed in the chain in in Changeling. Let's uh, let's play a quick clip from that. Well, aren't you? Aren't you gonna? It's not my son. What? What do you say? It's not my son. Um, so you're mistaken? I'm not mistaken. Well, he's been through five terrible long months. He's lost weight. He's changed. I wouldn't know my own son. All I'm saying is you're in shock and he's changed. What's your name? Can you tell me your name? Walter Collins. Uh, so you heard it. Basically, the kid pops off the train. Christine takes one look at him and says, nope, not my boy. The cops, specifically LAPD Captain J.J. Jones, which is just a little too close to J. Jonah Jameson, but that's that's a 
tale for another day. Um, J.J. <laughs> uh, Jones told her that she was just exhausted and that, you know, time had changed things. The boy, it's five months. He got a little older, yada, yada, yada. So they basically strong arm her into taking him home to quote. And this is a quote from from them, from the cops to quote, try the boy out. <laughs> and uh, she even though she's like, like, that's literally not my son. She finally relents. I just can't wrap my head around this shit. But I, I guess this is literally the time when the term it was a different time is actually valid. Like I said before, can you imagine that happening now? But back then, who the fuck can she turn to? It, well, not not the cops. <laughs> not the cops. Right? Yeah, not the yeah. Well, we'll tell you who she had to turn to. It's coming up. Spoiler: It's a dentist. It's <laughs> a dentist. He's a dentist. Nice boy. Big. <laughs> <laughs> Want to I'm gonna have that song. I'm gonna have that in, stuck in my head the rest of the day now. Yes, boy, big. <laughs> Sorry, Steve Martin's the greatest. Anyway, uh, some accounts have Christine taking the boy home and uh, only three weeks later protesting that he wasn't Walter. But those accounts appear to have been wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she did. The, the everybody agrees that she did take him home uh, and try to take care yeah. of him. And. If that was for her own sanity check, just buying some time to figure out what to do or what, who knows? Regardless, after three weeks of attempting to sell herself on the fiction that was this boy, she she relented again and, and returned him to police. Yeah, he was even shorter than Walter and the cops were like, the road changes a man or, or whatever fucking excuse they made. It's just a fucking Looney Tunes story to me at this point in time. It, <laughs> shorter. You know. Um, so yeah, you have a cockney accent. She, no, he didn't. I mean, we're laughing because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, no, I'm not laughing at this horror story. Yeah, yeah I'm laughing course, at how fucking just inept some people are. So she calmly goes to Captain Jones and tells him as plainly as possible that this is just a big mistake and that her boy, the real Walter, is still missing. Now, spoiler: she didn't show up empty-handed because we told you there's a there's a, a helper here she brought dental records and an affidavit from walter's dentist confirming that they weren't the same boy like she went in there and was like here can we prove this he's like yeah that's not no that's not the same kid and jones as a famous quote at least one attributed to him where he says quote what are you trying to do make fools out of all of us or are you trying to shirk your duty as a mother and have the state provide for your son you are the most cruel-hearted woman I've ever known. You are a fool. Fucking shit. He literally allegedly said that stuff to her. That just blows my mind. So what do you do? What the fuck do you do in that situation? And 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 don't forget like this is ob it's like when you look back at it it's so obvious what was happening. Uh, I've got pressure from my boss. I can't be wrong about this one. So I'm just square peg round hole. Listen, don't fuck it. I don't care. I get it. No one wants to have to do extra paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> but can we, you know, like I'll type it up for you, buddy. Can we try to find my real son? You know, I know I hate to be a bother, but, you know, I need to return this one. It's not mine. <laughs> Pardon me. I mean, I, I don't I, I don't want to get on your nerves. If I get the wrong um, shirt back from the dry cleaner, I'm throwing a fit. Like, I can't even imagine this fucking case. Oh, man. When Taco Bell gives me uh, the wrong burrito. No, that's, I, I mean. That's punishable by death in some states. World War Three is on. 
<laughs> All right, so we're at an impasse, Brent. A mother says a boy that she, uh, that was returned to her isn't her son at all. Mm-hmm. We have a police chief who needs it to be her son so they can get past the whole yeah. thing. And we have a city that distrusts its police force, and it's essentially a wick waiting to be lit. Yeah, so, so Captain J.J. Jones did what every asshole with a, a modicum of power did at that time. And this is for... Sick, sick reasons, something that we have seen over and over again. Back then, when a woman inconvenienced them, he declared her insane. I thought you were going to say wrote about him in the Daily Bugle, but that's a different asshole named JJ. Right. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It's true. In spite of the evidence, Jones, rather than face the negative publicity, refused to take Collins' insistence seriously. Instead, Jones had Collins committed to the Los Angeles County General Hospital's psychiatric ward under Code 12 internment, a code to commit someone who is deemed difficult or an inconvenience. Let that fucking sink in for a second. They literally had a rule in place that allowed them to throw folks in the fucking loony bin who the cops deemed difficult. Yeah, that's you know it's bad when it sounds ridiculous in the language that they used. <laughs> Deemed difficult or an inconvenience. I I don't know that she you wants should be to wear allowed, pants, sir. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that you should be allowed to uh, put anyone anywhere if they in the corner of a room, much less the loony bin, just because you find them inconvenient. <laughs> I mean, I, I find Seabot terribly I was inconvenient. Say, I don't know. I, I've, I've chained him to the corner. Oh, God. <laughs> now I'm questioning. But don't forget. Own. Don't forget that he's not recognized as a, as a person. So we don't have to. Kill well, him. that's going back in history. That's not the greatest excuse. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus true. Christ. It's you true. Know? Um, but here, the point is they did it. They did yeah. it to her. Yeah. And for the next 10 days, she was kept locked up for quote unquote observation. And Lord knows yeah, what I else. can't even I don't even want to think of what happened to her. Yeah. Um, during the intervening time, the Walter. That's a Walter with quotes I, I around it. I say that I, I put quotes yeah. around that. Yeah. yeah. Who was found in DeKalb came clean. Uh, yeah. OK. You got me. I'm not Walter Collins. It turns out he was a missing 12 year old so three years older, named Arthur Hutchins, who just didn't like his situation with his dad and stepmom after his his true mom had passed away. So he hitchhiked around looking for odd jobs, depending on the kindness of strangers, etc. I don't like my situation, but can't go hitchhiking. Too many rabid Seabot fans. There are a lot of reasons people wouldn't pick you up, and that is not one. Though feel free, though, because the U.S. has a great track record with hitchhiking robots. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do remember that. It's kind of like in Seattle. Like it didn't even make it past Seattle yeah, or, like, or, or the other. I don't remember which coast it was on, but like three blocks later, it was robbed of all good parts and beaten to death. <laughs> <laughs> beaten to death. <laughs> so Seabot, try it out. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yeah, he was at a diner, he said, in Illinois when someone mentioned that he looked like the missing Collins boy in L.A. And Ingenuity meets opportunity. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> fucking, he, he runs with it. But the fact of the matter that he did it is one thing. His reasoning, other than just leaving his fucking family, was mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to make it to Hollywood, Brent. Uh, he, he was a big fan of... Um, uh, someone who you mentioned earlier today that you're a big fan of, Western movie star Tom Mix. Now, granted, I have no fucking clue who Tom Mix was, but I'm sure he was great. <laughs> he, you know. So he he figured that if he told he's everyone no that he was Cameron. Walter, what's that? But he's no Dean Cameron. I'll tell you that right now. This- <laughs> 
I was watching, uh, speaking of old movies, now this isn't that old, but I was watching um, a Lauren Bacall movie. Uh, Lauren Bacall, Rock Hudson, and the third leading man in this movie, none other than Robert Stack. Quite the debonair Ooh. gentleman back in the day. Yeah. But man, that voice never changed. You, you you could pick him out of a lineup with that voice 50 years earlier. Anyway, we're not... <laughs> The wrong who else could sniffing glue? Who else could could rock a large woolen top coat that well? You know, come on now. It's true. It's true. Is there a better movie? Is there a better movie than Airplane? I'm not sure there. I is. don't know. Lisa and I made one recently. It's pretty good. Okay, enough. Anyway, Tom Mix. He was a big fan of Tom Mix Western that, movies. <laughs> so he figured if he told everyone. Uh, that uh, he was Walter. He could get to Hollywood, get a one-way ticket, and meet old Tom. Maybe even ride his horse. Shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm that I'm missing that, boy. That missing yeah, boy. let's go. Let's let's fucking hitch hitch it. <sighs> weird, weird, weird fucking story. But that explains that aspect of it, right? You know. Right. So bad news for the cops. Collins was subsequently released after Hutchins uh, admitted that he was not her son. Released from the hospital now, she filed a false imprisonment complaint against the city, Police Chief James Davis, and J.J. Jones. But, of course, the police commission refused to discipline the LAPD Captain Jones for invoking Code 12 and generally just being a miserable son of a bitch. You know, they're, they're okay with it. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's old boys club. I mean, it's the definition of the old boys yeah. club. So Collins filed a lawsuit against the entire LAPD and eventually was awarded uh, $10,800 specifically um, um, uh, that was supposed to be awarded to her by Jones because he did it. Not, right. uh, not the LAPD, Jones specifically. He did it. Yeah. Spoiler. And yeah, never. Yep. Yeah, nope. Nope. Now, there is even more to the story involving police corruption and how this story with others helped reshape the power that the whole police had when it came to matters of sanity, including, thank God, the elimination of Code 12. But those are those are stories for another day and actually stories we should probably go over. Um, but we still have a missing kid here, John. Yep. Yep. Well, we will we will leave the stories of sanity and how that was used uh, violently against women for another day. Um, we, we need to we need to move on to the rest of this story uh, because Walter now we just found out was our Arthur. So our real Walter is still missing. Right. So after the break, a gruesome discovery of serial killer, a chicken coop and how all of that might hold the key to finding what really happened to Walter Collins. That's next on Hysteria 51. Part three, Brent, where things get the wildest. (laughs) See what I did there? I, you know, it's a callback. We are, and we're shifting gears a little bit because now... We're entering the world of the Wineville Chicken Coop Murders. Fuck, that's a terrible name. Don't worry. And you are still in the episode about Walter Collins, but we have another story to tell you that is either tangentially or directly related. Yeah. So let's get into it. At at the same time all this was happening, there was this other fucking monster not employed by the LAPD. uh, (laughs) Monster of a man and or family uh, and family, not or doing some really twisted stuff in Riverside County outside of L.A. So right caddy corner to where this is all going on. 
So Gordon Stewart Northcott was a Canadian. GSN to his friends. Uh, Yeah, he was a Canadian weirdo that convinced his father to buy him a chicken farm in California at age 19. Now, I know what you're thinking. I want a chicken farm in California. Well, you know, tale old as time. Great. He's got a farm. You need a Canadian dad who will do it for you. Then he convinced his sister he needed help at the farm, and he got her to ship her son, his nephew, Sanford Clark, from the Great White North up to help him all the way down in California on his farm. You got to love this time of fucking history when, you know, being 14 and getting shipped off for hard labor. (laughs) But that would have been a blessing, really, compared to what actually happened to Sanford and he endured. But no matter what, this is kind of a shitty, shitty existence. The story goes that the sister kind of didn't know what to do with him because he was a bit of a a bit hard to deal with at home, whether that's just bad behavior. I don't, you know, back then, bad behavior from a kid might have been, you know, talking more than twice a day. I don't, I don't really right. know what the kid did. But re- regardless, it, it, it was well timed from um, from Gordon Stewart Northcott to, to ask for the help. Because the sister was was ready to ship Sanford somewhere. He hates and all types of music, country and western. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah. uh, so she shipped him yep. to a complete fucking monster. Yep, yep. Uh, he showed up, and Gordon immediately started beating him and sexually abusing him. Fucking Canadians. No, no. See about it has nothing to do with the fact they're Canadian. No, that's going to get us mad enough. So the story goes that Gordon then kidnapped a boy and started sexually abusing him. Now, this is not Sanford. This is another boy. Gordon's mother lives there while it's going on. So Gordon's mother shows up, finds out what's going on. And what's her response? Oh, look what you've done. Now we have to kill the boy and all of us have to participate. Gordon, his mom and fucking Sanford so that we don't implicate each other. Right, so we basically need to take, if we're going to kill him with a baseball bat, we all have to take swings so that we're all guilty and we wouldn't implicate each other. So that's how it allegedly went. They killed the kid, dismembered him, and buried the body. And what's fucked up is this continued over and over and over, and they were forcing Sanford to... To participate, and I, 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 there's so much to this story. I guess the mom left for a while at a time. I don't know, but it, over the over the the total time period that this took place, it's speculated that Gordon might have killed over 20 boys. Uh, it was never proven, as we'll, we'll we'll talk about later about the lack of evidence. But, well, and also um, a big point to that is anytime you 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 they worked with him, you're going to find out that uh, old Gordon Stewart Northcott was a perpetual fucking liar. Now that's not lying. That we know that he killed all these people. Details change, and he's one of those people that he'll look you in the eye and tell you the same story four times, and they're completely different. You know, and yeah, so it's, yeah. it's very hard to pinpoint things with him. Also, if you look up a picture of him on the internet. He's got this smile. I thought the uh, the actor that played him in Changeling did a magnificent job because mm-hmm. uh, he, he kind of captured this. He's got this manic smile that's fucking creepy. Like, it just go, it is go fucking, Google yeah, the guy's He looks name. like the kind of guy when you're like, yeah, you have eaten a human being. You, <laughs> I don't know much, but I know that you've tasted human flesh. Yeah, like if I had to guess, out of all of you, that guy's killed people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you certainly would have picked him out of the lineup. That's for sure, so. Now, no one's supposed to laugh like that, Gordon. God, you gotta you kill <laughs> children, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I tell you, man, that 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 actor in Changeling, woo. 
uh, uh, captured it well. Anyway, one day, Sanford Clark's sister, Jesse. Uh, so Sanford Clark is the nephew. Mm-hmm. Uh, his sister, Jesse. So I guess it would be a niece decided to visit the ranch. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wanted to check on his well-being because the family had been getting letters from Sanford that just didn't sound like him. I mean, they were in his handwriting, but like the turns of phrase he used just didn't feel like right. mama. <laughs> Gordon's mom is standing over him telling him what to write. Because she was more the <laughs> brains of this situation, if that's yeah, a, uh, yeah. Now, when we say brains, we're talking like Mrs. Voorhees type brains of the situation. Yeah, right, right, you know. Right. So anyway, while she was there and they were away from Gordon, Sanford told her that he feared for his life and that Gordon Northcott had murdered four boys at the ranch. Yeah. Gave that specific number. Yeah. So she returned to Canada one week later. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I'm not going to leave California early. You know, it's nice weather, <laughs> but we'll take care of this when I go home. And it, and left Sanford there, by the way, mm-hmm. which, uh, okay. Anyway, uh, she then, once she got home, she went to the American consul there and, and told him about Northcott. I just think that's another part of this story that is just batshit Looney Tunes to me. Now she also, what you don't find out is probably went to the LAPD and they're like, get the fuck out of here, girl. <laughs> you know, God damn it. If you're menstruating, you're going to attract bears. <laughs> Code 12. Code 12. <laughs> you're putting the entire precinct in danger. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. But think about how crazy this is. Uh, he, uh, like this is this is your brother. Yeah. He pulls you aside. I am fearful for my life. He's murdered four kids my age. Okay, well, um, I'll make sure and tell yeah. somebody when I get back to Canada. Yeah. Anyway, and then she, all right. Yeah. So yeah, well, she did. She does tell somebody. Yeah. And on August thirty first, nineteen twenty eight, two immigration service inspectors show up to the ranch to take Clark into custody. Yeah. yeah. And and so. Um, Northcott, Northcott, uh, which is weird. Like they're going to take Clark into custody. They're, are they? Are they? Is it because he? Because they're immigration officers. Is it because he's Canadian and like? Or, or, or is it? Is it just under a ruse so they can actually? I know. Maybe um, that's look who after the, the crime. She went to the consulate. Maybe that's who they had direct line yeah, with. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. But regardless, Northcott sees the agents coming up the road, and he's like, "Okay, the jig is up." So before he leaves, he tells Clark to stall them or that he Northcott would shoot Clark from the tree line with a rifle. Basically I'm going to have my crosshairs on you the entire time. And if you tell them in any way that I am, that I'm running away right now, I'm just going to blow your head off. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now this so, part blows my mind during the next two hours, Clark stalled uh, Northcott kept running. And finally, finally after two hours, Clark felt that the agents could, protect him he told them what northcott had had well he'd fled to the trees and which you know which way he went and and all that stuff now northcott and his mother and her name was sarah louise they fled to canada uh they were arrested though near vernon british columbia on september 19th of 28 so you know not too much longer uh you know less than it's interesting getting to that tree line bought him three weeks yeah Clark testified at the mom, Sarah Louise's uh, sentencing, that Northcott had kidnapped, molested, beaten, and killed three young boys with the help of his mother and Clark himself. Now, Clark also testified about the murders of a fourth young man, a Mexican citizen. And uh, after that, Northcott had forced Clark to help dispose of the victim's head, he said, by burning in a pit, then crushing the skull. And uh, Northcott stated that he left the headless body by the side of the road near 
Puente because he had no other place to put it. And he said that quicklime was used to dispose of the remains and that the bodies were of other bodies buried the on ranch, the ranch yeah. or wherever they could get them. Oh, now, see, now, the, besides the, the Mexican boy or Mexican man, we said that there was three young boys that they cl- testified to. That Cl- Clark, that Sanford said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Clark identified them as two brothers that were missing, Lewis and Nelson Winslow, and the third one, well, it's none other than Walter Collins. And yeah, he picked Walter Collins' picture mm-hmm. uh, and and said the name, yeah. and you know that was it. Uh, while the remains were hard to decipher, because. Um, it's it's kind of hard to tra- to track the the story, but at some point, remains were burned and they were also moved. They also um, had lie put the, on them. They had lie, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. And I think I think each 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 piece of remains were treated a little yeah. bit differently, and then they were all kind of put together. The point is, they had a bunch of bits of bone here and there, and there was certainly enough to convict Gordon of murdering children, but not enough to positively identify all of the victims. Right. Yeah. We know that there's bones exactly where you said they're at, but we can't, you know, right. say that this was from this. Was it four kids that. or 20 kids? I, you know, they just, it's unclear. So it's unclear. Gordon was convicted, eventually hung for the murders and his mother served a life sentence, but there's a, there's an asterisk on that. She admitted to, and was convicted of the murder of Walter Collins. She said, yeah, we killed that boy. And Clark returned to Canada where he lived until he died in 1991. But there's a big but here. And this is fucking crazy. And this also kind of clings on to the whole pathological liar thing. Before Gordon was hung, there's more to the story. Um, The mom, Walter's mom, Christine, she never gave up looking for for Walter. She she had hope that he was going to be found. And she became the first woman in more than three decades to receive permission to visit a serial killer on the eve of his execution. This was at San Quentin because she, like I said, chose to believe that her son was still alive in spite of the guilty plea by Sarah Clark's mom uh, to a judge. And there was also corroborating testimony by Stanford Clark and the murder of Walter. Two people said they killed him. She was talking to Gordon and she goes, I'm going to die. You come here. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you exactly what happens, but you got to come see me. You got to get permission. Boom. She's, she's, she's given permission. Believe it or not. The craziest thing about the story was the fact that she got permission. Yeah. And she arrives and he balks and he says, I don't want to see you. And he said, when she confronted him, I don't know anything about it. I'm innocent. And actually, if you look into it, he changed the story while she was there four times, just while she was there. And you mentioned liar. he's a pathological liar. He, the, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Uh, the mom was obviously a, a pathological liar as well. And she recanted while while in jail, uh, recanted her admittance to killing Walter Collins. Right. So she had already been convicted of it, had admitted to it, uh, ser- serving life in prison. And it's like, no, nah, you know what? I was, I was kind of kidding about that. I didn't kill that boy. <laughs> I, was, I was fooling you, pulling your chain. Pulling your chain. Yeah. Yeah. So they both were, they both were batshit crazy. They both were murderers. And they hung uh, him. And, and they hung <laughs> yeah. him. They hung yeah. him. Yep. But that leaves Christine with, I mean, it leaves her with nothing but questions because she's still, you know, she believed that he was, was still alive. Well, when you're a mom, you're, of course, you're going to hold on to any glimmer or semblance of hope. Uh, and, and she gets more. Well, five years after he was executed, uh, a different boy that Gordon had been accused of killing was found alive. Still, yeah, yeah. One of the one of those the 
the the twenty that uh, that uh, I guess he hadn't been charged with all of them. Well, that's usually one how of the, it goes. One sadly, of the yeah. kids that he had been, yeah, because they didn't need it. I mean, they, he still mm-hmm. hung. Um, but one of the kids that he'd been accused of killing was found alive. And so Christine Collins spent the rest of her days on this earth searching for Walter, who has never been found officially. Um, she died in 1964 at the age of 75. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and to this day, uh, all of that said, we still don't know for certain what happened to Walter Collins. Right. Yeah. Sad, sad thing. And, you know, you look at this. The, the big question was Walter Collins murdered by Gordon Stewart Northcott, probably, but we don't know. And when you're dealing with people like that, we'll never know. And I think one of the people in this story uh, that gets overlooked is Sanford. He was forced to, well, he was sexually abused. He was an indentured servant and he was forced to take part in murders. Just terrible just a fucking terrible thing and the fact that he got out alive is even a blessing yeah i i don't i did not do any follow-up research on what there is a documentary like. on him actually and his is life there? yeah yeah and, and and just what he endured did you i did not i did it, i i skimmed through um because i didn't want to make him the focus of it um right but you know like i said there's like three different fucking stories to this thing it, it, it it's crazy and you know the the other the other question here that I, I think is worth asking is, regardless of if he was murdered by Northcott or murdered or kidnapped by someone else, something bad happened. We know that something bad. Nine year olds don't disappear for the rest of their life because something good happened. Um, I got married. Was, and yeah, is, yeah, no, it doesn't work that way. Because they yanked her chain or Christine's chain around so much. Is the LAPD complicit? Inadvertently, of course, I'm not saying they they actually wanted the kid to disappear, but inadvertently complicit because of how long they took to react and react in the right way. Absolutely, I, I, I don't. Know. I, I will go on to say yes. I they, they were complicit. They might not have been complicit in wanting him to, to disappear, but they wanted the case to disappear, and they were willing to put anything they could to fill in the blanks, um, even when they knew it wasn't really fucking. They they got the wrong kid. And when she said, this is not my son, here's pictures, here's everything, uh, they put her in a loony bin until the dentist yeah. came forward, you know, and then proved everything. Well, he, he, they didn't even give a shit about that. It was really until the boy said, no, it wasn't me, and they found out that he was missing elsewhere, and they got proof that he was not. The, they had to get proof that he wasn't Walter to believe it. Right, 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 right. One other uh, character, Brent, that we didn't we didn't spend a lot of time on that, that was part of this story was a reverend named Gustav Bridge Lab, I believe. Mm-hmm. And if you watch Changeling, he's he's played by John Malkovich. Um, I get the feeling from the reading I did versus what happens in the movie that they might have they might have added a little, uh, given that character a little bit more teeth in the movie than perhaps yeah. uh, what he actually did in in real life. I, I don't know. I, I uh, but from the research, he certainly was involved. He w- He's a Presbyterian minister, and he was a radio evangelist. So kind of like a TV evangelist nowadays, they did it on radio. But he, one of his big things was calling out the LAPD mm-hmm. for all of their various and problems. And in the, the, the minds of the people in L.A. That's right. That's right. He took up a ton of important causes, actually, in the city of L.A. And um, he definitely did was part of the fight to have Christine Collins released from the mental hospital after the code 12 had been called. Um, so I didn't want to get through the episode and not mention him because he was part of the story. 
Um, mm-hmm. But there's just, as as you said at the top, Brent, there's just so many layers to this thing. It could be, you know, three or four episodes. You could make a movie out of it and it'd probably star Angelina Jolie. Crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. John Malkovich? So that's, that's our take. That's the story. That's the meat and potatoes of the disappearance of Walter Collins, including the the Wineville chicken coop murders and, and a little bit of this and that. So yeah, if they got questions or if they, they know more about it, or if you're, especially if you're in California and, and you have your remembrance or, or people have talked about this, let us know where can they do that? They can do that in hysteria nation It is our Facebook discussion group. Uh, just hop on a Facebook and search hysteria nation. And while you're there, let us know what you think actually happened to Walter Collins. Do you think that it was the, the story that most of us, believe in that you know what northcott did kill him yeah uh, or do you think something yeah, else it'd be fun we need to have some more um, back and forth on this let's have a, a conversation about this this week what do you guys think like was it you know is the we told you the official story and and there could be other other thought it always amazes me when we do stuff and someone be like it was the truck driver right? you know or whatever it was this and that and someone will have that's the way we do too you just get you you have a strong feeling one way or another yeah because you go down a rabbit hole and you read yeah. something that rings true to you and and uh, by the way, one thing that did happen in the in the aftermath of all this, uh, you know, you it's called those killings outside of Walter called the Wineville Chicken Boot Chicken Coop killings because the kids were che- ki- uh, kept in a chicken mm-hmm. coop and it happened in Wineville. Wineville changed its name yes. in 1930 to Mira Loma, yeah, uh, and due in large part to they the didn't negative want publicity that people came to the think murders. of you know Wineville when and they think of murders. Yeah, Mira Loma is a much more Probably California smart. name sounding name anyway so yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. wineville's a little too on the nose yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> what is this sunnydale yeah. <laughs> right yeah so don't forget oh you can also find us on facebook.com slash hysteria 51 pod that is our regular page patreon patreon.com slash hysteria 51 up all nights and mad blurry hysterias and radio dramas and all sorts of fun stuff hear yourself on the show Voicemail, 773-669-7277, 773-669-7277. And if you forget any of these, you can find it all in one place, Hysteria51.com. Or Gofopedia. Gofopedia.com. At Hysteria51Pod on Twitter. You can follow the show there. We'd love to hear from you. Tell a friend about the show. Tell an enemy about the show. Tell a, a Leave us a review on iTunes if you, if anyone's still on there listening to old podcasts. <laughs> we got a one star review. This I just saw. It's like it is nonstop politics. One star. <laughs> yep, that's. I us. mean, if there's one thing this show is known for, I'd say I'd say it's politics. Yep, yeah, it's like a ugh, just <laughs> of <laughs> fucking don't or something like that was the title. <laughs> I wish I wish Seabot would stop inundating us with his thoughts on foreign policy i mean oh uh, i just can't i can't the take strength it. of the dollar i tell you <laughs> anyway i thought that was funny we talk about politics almost as much as we talk about 17th century russian literature well, you know, you know, that's true yeah they're they're passion projects of ours <laughs> <laughs> with that said i've been brent i've been john he's been conspiracy but stay woke meet sex That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it?
Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.